What's up? What's up? Nick Loper here. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show because your idea for success might not coincide with your bosses. If you're looking for a way to grow your email list, to serve your readers, viewers, listeners, customers better, and make more money in the process, you're going to want to pay close attention to this episode. We've been talking a bit about the power of quiz funnels over the last few months. And so I thought, you know what? why not call up the guy who's famous for implementing these things and helping others do it as well? He's the best-selling author of Ask, the counterintuitive online formula to discover exactly what your customers want to buy, create a mass of raving fans, and take any business to the next level. He's also the CEO of the Ask Method company. And using the exact methods we're going to be talking about today, he's built a highly profitable eight-figure-a-year business across 23 different niche markets and amassed an email list of over 4 million people along the way. Ryan Levesque, welcome to the Side Hustle Show. Nick, it's awesome to be here. Very grateful for that uh, warm introduction and excited for our conversation. Absolutely, because we have heard examples of quiz marketing working really well from Side Hustle Show guests in e-commerce, in affiliate marketing. Like I used a rudimentary version of it in another business of mine. And I think we can kind of all grapple with, or we can get on board with the idea of creating a semi-personalized experience for our customers. I think that's really cool to have the ability to do that. But let's start off with the big picture. And then I want to zoom in, uh, of course, to the details of how to put all this into action. So maybe if you can kick us off with why quizzes, why uh, your ask methodology is so effective. Yeah, it's a great question. And I think it's really important that we set the conversation context in such a way that we differentiate a quiz funnel from a typical online quiz. We've all seen and probably some of us taken those online quizzes like the what Harry Potter character are you quiz. And those types of quizzes are fun. They're engaging, but they're not going to convert clicks into customers. They're not going to actually build an audience. What we're talking about is a very different type of quiz. What we're talking about here is a style of conversational marketing, whereby when someone lands on your website, you are beginning by asking a series of questions to better understand that person and who they are, so you can ultimately better sell and better serve. It allows you to customize your messaging, customize your content, maybe direct people to the best next step for them. So for example, if you're looking to build an audience and you've got a YouTube show or a podcast, maybe you're using the quiz funnel to point people to the best episode of your show or the best video on your YouTube channel that someone should start with based on their set of circumstances. If you're a blogger, you might use it to send people to the best blog article on your website. And if you are an e-commerce seller, you might use a quiz to send people to the right product for them. The backpack quiz naturally is going to help people decide what backpack is right for you. Take the quiz to find out now and send people not to your generic e-commerce store, but maybe a curated suggested product based on their specific answers. So at the highest level, that's what we're talking about when we talk about a quiz funnel and how it's different from a typical online quiz. Yeah, you see it a lot in e-commerce where you, you land on some seller's homepage. I don't really know what product to choose. And so they kind of guide you through this process. Well, what type of person are you? Like my brother gave the example of buying his last pair of skis online. Well, how long have you been skiing? Like, would you categorize yourself as aggressive? You know, what's your favorite terrain? And at the end, you know, I pointed him to these new pair of skis and he loves them. So it's like that. You see it really commonly in e-commerce, but I like your point about, oh, if you're a, a content creator, 
And now I'm thinking, well, shoot, with 500 episodes, maybe I should create like the quiz at the top of the podcast archives. Like, what do you want to learn about? Well, okay, well, here's the curated Spotify playlist, you know, with all the greatest hits on, you know, topic X, Y, Z, lead people down that path. But maybe, so, so okay, I'm on board with all that. What's the first step for people? Because it seems like ah, this is pretty intimidating. I don't know what kind of questions to ask. Maybe, you know, blank slate. Where do you recommend people start? We as website owners need to take control of our own data strategy. And if you can't rely on third-party data, you instead must rely on what's known as zero-party data. Now, first-party data is when someone lands on your website, you are tracking in the background their website behavior. What links are they clicking on? What blog articles are they reading? That's first-party data. Zero-party data is when someone lands on your website, you're relying on information your users have explicitly provided to you. They have volunteered and knowingly volunteered this information. They have, when they've gone to your website and have been presented with your what backpack is right for you quiz or assessment or diagnostic or questionnaire, they have explicitly told you about themselves. This backpack is for my son. My son is in high school. He's going on a camping trip. It's his first trip ever. That information is what's known as zero-party data. So data is, first and foremost, the single most important thing that you should have on your mind. We should all have on our mind right now. But it goes beyond that, Nick, right? So there's a few other things that make this strategy incredibly effective. And the first thing that comes to mind is incredibly cheap traffic. So we touched briefly on the psychology of quizzes, tapping into the power of self-discovery, where you're teaching something about themselves, you're giving people these aha moments, which is an incredibly compelling and powerful promise, right? When you think about it, what's more powerful? Click the link below to get my ebook or click the link below to find out your results. When you put things in the perspective of your client, your prospect, you make it about them, not about you, it's far more compelling to them. So oftentimes what you can see is your traffic costs will cut from anywhere from one third to one tenth the cost. And it's not just because of the psychology that's at play. There's some real practical things that happen when you do this and you do this well. Number one, a well-designed quiz gets shared. People will take the quiz to find out their results. They'll get the results. And when you truly add value, not a time-wasting Harry Potter quiz, but truly add value to someone in their life, they will share their results with their friends and say, you've got to take this assessment. It's really, really, really good. I see people doing that with like the personality assessment or not, maybe not which Harry Potter character are you, but like the uh, Enneagram or something where it's like, oh, I got a type two or something. You know, what type are you? Take the, take the test over here. If a well-designed quiz can go viral, I'll give you an example of this. I think of a a content creator in the Spanish market, in the the Hispanic market worldwide, uh, Luis Carlos and his wife Gabby um, serve the parenting market. They created a quiz. What's your parenting style? Now, it's in Spanish, but they created this quiz. What's your parenting style? Take this quiz to find out now. And it went so viral that they had over 1 million people opt in to take this quiz in less than a month after launching. Wow. Because what happened is all these parents started sharing it with their friends and other parenting groups. You know, like, I don't know if, you know, like our kids, like, you know, there's, there's in our town that we live in, every school has its own little Facebook group. Well, when one parent shares something in that Facebook group, it gets shared with everybody. 
And then parents are in multiple groups. And so it just went like wildfire in the market, over a million people taking the quiz in less than a month. So that's what a well-designed quiz can do. You get all this free viral traffic, but it goes beyond that. Going back to the big tech aggregators, right? The Facebooks of the world, the social media platforms, the LinkedIn's, the Instagram's, they are right here right now are hurting for more users to spend more time on their platforms. So what they're looking for is highly engaging content that people are interacting with in a big way. And what you'll find is that there are few things that get more engagement on social platforms than well-designed quiz funnels. You'll see people will post in a Facebook post the comments. They'll share their results. Oh, I got OBPF. Oh, I got MBPF. Oh, what were your results? People hit that share button and share it with their friends on Facebook. They'll like it. They'll love it. It gets incredible engagement. So Facebook looks at that and says, well, this is incredibly engaging content. We're going to organically expand the reach. Even if it's taking people off platform, like you got to go over to this, your site, some third party site to do the quiz and then go back to share your results, leave a comment. And the reason for that is because the posts themselves are getting a tremendous amount of engagement. So people see it. And a well-designed quiz funnel is something that you can remarket to people after they've taken the quiz. So for example, people have taken the quiz, you can serve them with the right technology, the right integration, which we'll spend a little bit of time talking about here today. If you have a direct integration between your technology that you use and Facebook and Google, which our technology that we develop does, you can then send and serve people custom remarketing content based on the results of their quiz. So instead of sending everybody a generic piece of content, you can take everybody who's taking your quiz, you can serve them an ad in Facebook and say, hey, what were your quiz results? Share your quiz results below. And meantime, there's a link that takes people who haven't yet taken the quiz to that ad. So you get tons of social proof, tons of engagement, and you can do that organically. You don't have to just rely on paid advertising. You can do it organically as well. Uh, But that's just one example of why you can drive down your cost per lead between the free traffic that you get from viral sharing, the higher engagement that drops your, what we call your CPM, your cost per thousand to advertise on social platforms, that's number two, and the effectiveness of the quiz being about the user as opposed to you collectively can cut your cost per lead anywhere from a third to 90% of the cost of what people pay using traditional methods. I like it. I think people can get excited about that. I like this uh, remarketing idea to yeah, put it back in their feeds, you know, and start to trigger those engagement algorithms on the social platforms versus I'm thinking like, oh, you just post a link to your quiz. Like, okay, that's going to get buried because, well, you're sending people off of Facebook, then we don't want to show this to anybody. But okay, that makes more sense to bring people back. You create this virtuous cycle of traffic and remarketing. And what's powerful about it is, you know, so we talked, the data is at the center. You've got incredibly cheap leads and everyone always wants to know, okay, great. So you get a bunch of people to click on your quiz, but do they convert? And that leads us to the third and final point that I'll make is that you get incredibly high conversion. It's not just cheap leads on the front end, but these leads convert into customers, into readers, into subscribers, into viewers at a much higher clip, often double to triple the conversion rate that you see with one size fits all marketing. And why is this? And this can be very obvious and intuitive when I say it, but you are able to customize your content, your messaging, your copy, your creative, all based on a person's answers to the quiz. So like in your example, I think it's brilliant, Nick, that you're thinking about possibly having a quiz to recommend what playlist should you listen to? There are 500 episodes (laughs) of this show 
you might be overwhelmed with the choice of where do you begin? Well, if you tell me a little bit about your goals, a little bit about your challenges, a little bit about what's important to you, I'll be able to recommend the best three episodes for you to start with. Simply answer a few simple questions, click the button below, and I'll see you on the other side. Think about how much more effective that is than playing podcast roulettes where someone clicks randomly on episode 313. And if it's an irrelevant episode, that person is probably never coming back to listen again. If it's an episode that they get something of value that's hyper relevant to their situation, you might have a listener for life. All right. I like it. This is one of these strategies you can feel really good about when your head hits the pillow at night, because not only is it going to help you better sell whatever it is that you're selling, but more importantly, it's going to help you better serve your market. Because when you have a well-designed quiz funnel, even if people don't take that next step, they answer a series of questions, you give them their results, you deliver value to them, you are pouring goodwill into the market. And that goodwill will come back to you tenfold, whether that person purchased from you right away or you do something down the road that helps them where they come back to you and they buy something from you, you know, months or years down the road. Yeah, for sure. More with Ryan in just a minute, including how a quiz can accelerate your audience growth, the three types of quizzes that perform best and lots more. But first, let me take a moment to thank our sponsor, FreshBooks. Ryan and I will be the first to tell you there's a lot to love about being your own boss. But trying to figure out your financials all on your own probably isn't one of those things. Luckily, there's FreshBooks. This is the all-in-one accounting solution that's built for side hustlers, service providers, and business owners like you. FreshBooks takes all of the not-so-fun parts of running a business, like building and tracking invoices, managing online payments, organizing expenses, and it automates and simplifies them with features like the new digital bills and receipt scanner, and it saves you up to 11 hours a week in the process. I'm a fan of the easy-to-use FreshBooks dashboard where you can see at a glance where your business stands financially. Plus, their award-winning Rockstar support team is standing by if you have any questions. Give FreshBooks a try for free for 30 days, no credit card required. Go to freshbooks.com slash side hustle to get started today. Once again, that's freshbooks.com slash side hustle. And let me know, what are you going to do with that extra 11 hours a week? Did you know that roughly half of Side Hustle Nation hasn't started their side hustle yet? If that's you, I get it. Starting and building a business is tough. It takes more than just an idea. There are tons of moving parts, and it's a bit like trying to assemble your airplane in the middle of takeoff. Thankfully, our sponsor, Taylor Brands, is helping Side Hustle Show listeners make that leap and make it all a lot easier. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, making sure you have everything you need all in one place. Think of it like your behind-the-scenes partner for things like LLC formation, licenses and permits, getting an EIN, setting up your business bank account, bookkeeping and invoicing, insurance, logos, trademark protection, and a lot more. Taylor Brands helps you handle it all seamlessly. And to get you started, Side Hustle Show listeners get 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans when you use our link. That's taylorbrands.com slash side hustle. Taylor Brands, like a tailor for your clothes. T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash side hustle. Start your business journey today with the help of Taylor Brands. Now in Ask in the book, it's been several years since I've since I've read it, so um, my memory may be rusty, but I think the recommendation was to start with this deep dive survey. And so when I ran this for Side Hustle Nation, it was, you know, what what's your biggest struggle right now? Or some similar phrasing. And the big three 
buckets to use your language that came back were time. I don't have enough time to start a side hustle. Ideas. I don't have the right idea to get started. And then the more exciting one to me, at least, was like the growth and marketing uh, side of things. I've got something started. I just need more leads, customers, you know, any more eyeballs, any more traffic, stuff like that. And so a lot of the content centers around productivity, time management, creative ideas, and then the growth marketing side of things. I guess this episode would fall under that, you know, growth marketing category. Is that still where you recommend people start? Or is that slightly different for this quiz funnel strategy? You know, what's interesting is that a lot of the principles in that first book, Ask, are timeless. But a lot of the tactical, practical application has evolved in the past sort of decade. And that book was written nearly a decade ago. The world has changed a tremendous amount in the last decade. And what I'll talk a little bit about is sort of the best practice for getting that sort of insight into your market and how to leverage the power of a quiz funnel to do so. So a quiz funnel is really, in my experience, the single most effective way to build an audience online. And the reason for that is for all the reasons that we just described. I shared the parenting example of you know, getting 10, a million email subscribers in, in less than a, in a month. But you don't need a million people. Like You don't need a million subscribers, especially if you're an expert and you're in a niche and you're in a specific area. You might need a few hundred or you know, maybe a few thousand people. And I see time and time again, people with no business, no list, no market, They're working a full-time job. They're trying to build their online business on the side. They're truly doing the side hustle thing. They're trying to get it going. And they use a quiz funnel to explode into their market. I'll give you a few examples that come to mind and where the deep dive survey comes in. So think about Jamal Miller. Uh, Jamal Miller was working at a nonprofit. He was making $17 an hour. He was married to his wife. They're about to have their first baby. And he realized he had to find a way to, to make more money to be able to support his family. And he was trying to get his business, his online business going on the side, but he was stuck. Like he didn't know where to start. It was like, you know, it felt like he had to do all the things all at once. He went through this process of designing and creating a quiz funnel and it's what's transformed his business. So he was interested in going into the Christian singles market. He wanted to serve that market. Um, It's how he met his wife, very passionate about that community, about that subject, about helping people in that space. So he went through the training that, you know, that we help people with and the process that we help people with, probably listened to an interview kind of similar to this one right now, created a quiz. Why are you still single? Take the quiz to find out now. Pretty simple, right? Launched the quiz to Facebook and he starts getting people to take his quiz and it's only costing him like eight and 10 cents in paid advertising, get people to take the quiz. So he said, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to spend some money on this. I'm going to put a thousand dollars into this. And he got over 10,000 people to take his quiz in just a matter of weeks. Okay. Amazing, you know, results in and of itself, but he only had one little problem, which is he had nothing to sell people. Yeah. So on the back of his quiz, he gets 10,000 people take his quiz. He has this audience. He does a deep dive survey exactly as you just recommended, Nick. So he reaches out to these people and says, hey, when it comes to you know, finding the one, finding your soulmate, finding your, you know, your, your life partner, what's the biggest challenge or struggle that you're you know, having difficulty with right now? Be as detailed and specific as possible. And people poured their heart out to him and told him exactly what, he was, what they needed help with and so on and so forth. And he said to his wife, Natasha, he said, I think we can create a community for people that help solve this problem. So he decides to launch this product called Married and Young. And it's a membership community that was designed for singles, Christian singles, who are looking to find the one and we're looking for, for help to get there. 
no experience, no product, no website, nothing, launches to that list of people who took the quiz for something like $27 a month. His first year in business on the back of this, he makes just under half a million dollars, is able to quit his job at the nonprofit, go all in full-time in his business, and now they run this business full-time using the quiz as that pre-launch runway to explode into the market and build that audience starting from scratch. I'll give you one more example. I think of- (laughs) I was just going to say, sounds like I had to have Jamal on the show. That sounds awesome. Jamal, you should totally have Jamal on the show. He's such a compelling story, just an amazing uh, entrepreneur. He and his wife, Natasha, are so good. They've got another daughter now, two daughters, just great people in what it is that they do. Another example, I think of uh, Neil Gordon. So Neil was literally driving for Lyft before the pandemic happened, driving for Lyft, just trying to, you know, scrape two pennies together, doing whatever he could to make money. But his expertise, his passion was helping people become better speakers, like become better public speakers. And so he's, you know, he's in, he's driving for Lyft. He's listening to, you know, trainings on, you know, how to get better, listen to podcasts. He's probably a listener of your show. I I wouldn't be surprised if he, if he, if he is. And he heard about the power of a quiz funnel and he thought, Hey, I can do that in my business. And so again, worked with us and our team created this, this quiz. What type of public speaker are you? Take the quiz to find out now. He wrote into our customer service desk not that long ago. He's now making six figures a month as a coach, as a, as a teacher, as an educator in his public speaker business, helping people become better public speakers, all on the back of this quiz that's built this incredible, amazing audience and continues to build an incredible, amazing audience every single month. So, I mean, I could go you know, I could literally, we could spend the rest of our time, which we're not going to do, just going through example after example. But that's the power of a quiz. You can start with nothing, build an audience, run a deep dive survey on the back of that quiz to find out what people want, and then develop a product or service that solves their exact needs. So that's the shift, Nick. That's the shift in the last 10 years that we found is that you build the audience through the quiz and then ask that audience that you've built what they want. Okay. No, that's, that's helpful. And that makes more sense. Well, you got to have an audience to survey, to do the deep dive survey and how are you going to build the audience? Well, if you strike gold with this viral quiz, then that's a way to do it relatively affordably. Are you seeing anybody do it without spending that thousand bucks up front on Facebook ads? Like, is there the, uh, really bootstrap a low budget way to go? Yeah. You know, one of the things that one of my mentors once taught me is that money buys speed. And so the more money you are prepared to invest in something, the faster it allows you to go. And you work with whatever budget you've got. I started my business, you know, we built a a five-time Inc. 5000 company. My wife and I started our business when I was working and I was just building this business on a side as a side hustle. And I poured everything that I had into this business. I worked nights, I worked weekends. Now we have 75 employees our technology, our quiz funnel technology is used by over 30 million end users every single year. Our books have sold hundreds of thousands of copies around the world, published in every language that you can imagine. And it doesn't happen overnight. It's, it's taken us years to get to this point. But we make you know million, quite literally millions of dollars a year doing what we do. I love what it is that I do. But you've got to start somewhere. And like I think about, for example, Don and Tom Terwillinger. And they literally just shared the story not too long ago. So they launched their quiz. They didn't have the thousands of dollars or tens of thousands of dollars to invest in the business. They were bootstrapping as bootstrapped as you could possibly get. They launched their quiz organically 
online. They didn't even have the budget to invest in paid traffic. They launched it organically. They got 60 people to take the quiz. Six zero, not 600, not 6,000, not 60,000, six zero, 60 people to take the quiz. But they followed up with every single one of those 60 people. And one of those people responded and said, hey, I would love some help. Now, they are experts in the health and fitness space, in the health and fitness space. And they wanted to leave their jobs and their careers to start their own health and fitness education online company. And they had one person out of those 60 people who reached out and raised their hand and said, I want to sign up for whatever it is that you're selling. I love you guys. I'm a huge fan of your style, what you stand for, and paid $10,000 to sign up for a program that they hadn't even yet created, the highest level offering that they were thinking of creating. And this was a stranger on the internet who had never heard of them, 60 people. So you don't need a million people to take your quiz. You don't even need a thousand people to take your quiz. You can have a few of the right people to take your quiz. And that's the power of a well-designed quiz funnel. Now that $10,000, they're taking it, they're reinvesting it in their business so they can grow further and they can get to that next step. So that in my mind shows the power of, even if you are the most bootstrapped of bootstrapped entrepreneurs, even if you're just literally starting from scratch with very little resources, my mentor once told me, look, if you don't have resources, you need to be resourceful. And so if you get 60 people to take your quiz, you probably have the time and scope to follow up with every single one of them. Not if you got 10,000 people, but 60 people you can do. And that's exactly what they did. And those are the results that they got. No, that's that's cool. Thank you for sharing that story. If you don't have resources, well, better be resourceful. And money buys speed. I think those are are accurate in a lot of ways. And that's why you see VC money getting dumped into this thing. Well, how do we accelerate this? How do we pour fuel on this fire? Have you found through those you know, 30 million quiz results and all of the customers of your software and students in your, in your programs, like, is there an ideal structure or is there such thing as an ideal structure for this thing? Like how many questions? It's all got to be multiple choice. Like let's talk about nuts and bolts here. So let's start at the top. Every successful quiz funnel follows the same three-step process, attract, diagnose, prescribe. So you need to have a step that attracts the right type of people to take your quiz in the first place. Your quiz, just like a doctor, should be designed to diagnose a person's situation so you can ultimately prescribe the best next step. So let's start from left to right. On that attract step, what we found is that there are only three types of quizzes that deliver the type of results that we've been talking about in this conversation. And for everyone who's listening to this right now, as far as like a first step, going back to the question that you asked a few minutes ago, like where does someone get started? What's the very first step? The first micro step that I want to invite everyone listening to this right now to take is as I share these three types of quizzes, just think about which one might be right for you, right for your business. The first type of quiz is what we call a type quiz. You're tapping into the psychology of what's known as categorical perception. Now, categorical perception is just a fancy term in in social psychology that we as human beings like to organize things into categories. And it's like that for all areas of life. We organize things that are on an infinite spectrum, like color, for example. We put color into different buckets, right? That's why our brains see red and orange and yellow and green and blue and purple and so on and so forth. Those are artificial distinctions that our brains need to use to make sense of a spectrum, but it's how our brains operate. So you can tap into that same psychology when you're creating a quiz funnel where you're putting people to different buckets based on their type. 
The example I shared a moment ago, Neil Gordon's public speaker type quiz is an example of that. I'll give you another example. This is for a skincare company that we worked with years ago called Proactive. Many people will be familiar with it. For those of you who are e-commerce sellers, you might be interested in this example. Created a quiz. What's your skin type? Take the quiz to find out now. Now, based on that information, Proactive used the series of questions that we asked to recommend the right Proactive skincare package for you based on things like how oily your skin is, if your skin is dry, if you've got flaky skin, so on and so forth. So they're not going to recommend the same product to everybody, but by asking the right questions, they can diagnose and prescribe. So that's a type quiz. The next framework is what we call a killer quiz. A killer quiz is where you are asking a series of questions to identify the biggest mistake someone is making in their life in order to help them get the result that they want to get in that area of their life or their business. So an example of that would be, um, in this case here, this is someone who has created an audience, is an expert, um, a coach, a course creator in the guitar training space. Charlie Wallace created is a online guitar instructor. And like all the examples that I'm sharing with you needed to build an audience, like he he wanted to build his online business. Now talk about side hustle. He was a traveling musician, basically like living out of his car with his band, like trying to make ends meet. And he said, all right, I need to build another way to make income. He was teaching guitar locally. And he said, how about I try to teach guitar at scale with much more leverage online? So he created a quiz with a little bit of help from us and our team that was called the Guitar Progress Killers Quiz, which is a quiz to help identify the biggest mistake you're making in your guitar technique that's holding you back from playing the types of songs that you want to play. So created this quiz, Guitar Progress Killers Quiz, and on the back of this quiz, he's built a brand called Guitar Mastery Online. You can look it up. And uh, he makes over $2 million a year teaching people how to play guitar online, all on the back of this quiz funnel that we just described right now. So that's a killer quiz. Okay. The third and final type of quiz is a score-based quiz. Now, a score quiz is we're scoring people in an area of their life or business to help them identify where they are on a spectrum of success. So in other words, it's called social comparison theory by Leon Festinger, who's another social psychologist. And basically, it's this premise that we as human beings, to make sense of the world, are constantly comparing ourselves to other people and to ourselves, right? It's the reason why, you know, we're constantly saying, you know, how, how does his podcast have more listeners than my podcast? How is that, you know, she's lost more weight than I've lost? How is it that he's further along in his career than me? It just, it's, it's just how we naturally help evaluate where we are from a social standing in the world. And we know that we shouldn't compare. We know all that, but still our brains do that and it's hard to turn it off, right? So you can tap into that psychology with a score-based quiz. And I'll give you an example of someone who's a a freelancer who used a score-based quiz, a marketing consultant to get clients online. So his name is Dev Basu. He created a quiz, what's your digital readiness score? And the quiz is designed to help you identify if you are an offline business owner, like you've got a brick and mortar business, how digitally ready your marketing strategy is. And based on this assessment, he helps evaluate where people are in the spectrum and then recommends the best next step for them, which leads into an appointment that he'll have with the customer online to talk them through their digital marketing strategy. And those appointments lead to a sale. So we've looked at you know three different examples uh, right here. We've looked at an e-commerce company 
We've looked at a sort of online audience building sort of expert company. We've looked at a, a freelancer and we've looked at three different frameworks for your quiz, type, killer, score. So the first micro assignment for everyone listening to this right now, just to get your brain start thinking about it, is just think if you had to pick one of those, which one do you think might make the most sense for your side hustle? Is it a type quiz, a killer quiz, or a score-based quiz? And, and I know some people are probably saying, honestly, like all of the above. <laughs> like I've got ideas for all of them, which is totally cool as well. But that's kind of the first step in the process to start thinking about the possibilities and where QuizFunnel might fit for you. Okay. I feel like, yeah, I've, I've seen examples of all of these throughout my uh, journeys through the internet. So yeah, thanks for sharing those. So that's the first step. So attract, diagnose, prescribe. That's the attract step. The next step is diagnose. The diagnose step is where you're asking people a series of questions to help understand who they are so you can recommend the best next step. And the best next step might be buy your products, you know, listen to an episode of your show, sign up for a, uh, a training or a workshop that you might be hosting. It might be uh, to book a call with you and get on the phone so you can have a one-on-one conversation. And to answer your question that you shared a few minutes ago about like questions, there are a few best practices, right? So the first best practice is your first question should always be what we call a grease the wheels question. The first question should not be, and by the way, um, you know, can you just take a moment to tell me what your social security number is and your credit card details? Like you're going to scare people off, right? <laughs> you know, like that's an extreme example, but it, but it illustrates the point of a lot of poorly performing quiz funnels online is they ask for too much too soon. You want to think about your quiz funnel as a conversation. It's a conversational funnel, what, what it is that you're building. And you want to think about the questions you might ask someone if you were just meeting someone for the first time. Now, these aren't just, you know, silly icebreaker questions, but real practical examples. Like, for example, if you are a business coach, you might want to know, are you looking to start a new business or are you growing an existing business? If you are, for example, someone who helps with early childhood education, you might want to know, are you a parent or are you a teacher? Right. So you want to ask a simple, easy, non-threatening question to create action taking momentum. That's the first thing. The second thing is your final question should always be asking for the person's contact information in exchange for the results of the quiz. You never put that at the beginning. You want to tap into the power of what we call micro commitments, easy, non-threatening steps that you ask someone to take to build action taking momentum that ultimately leads in last step. Where would you like us to send? We have a, a complete report with your results along with some training and information and so on and so forth on how to interpret and use these results in your life, where would you like us to send them? Now, that's an optional step, but if you are asking for a person's contact information, which is one of the most powerful parts of this process, you get their contact information plus all those data points, but you ask for that at the end. Now, what you put in the middle is going to be, to answer your question a little bit earlier here today, is your diagnostic questions where you're asking about that person's situation. And that range should be between five and 12. Now, why is that? I don't know for sure. We know in our platform that the most successful quizzes all fall within that range. Okay. Why is that? My hypothesis, Nick, is that just like a doctor, like you've got to ask for enough information for the the diagnosis to be relevant. Like if you, if you went to the doctor's office, he said, Hey doc, I hurt my wrist. And the doctor says, I've got one question for you. You know, is it this wrist or that wrist? And you say, it's this one. And he says, I know exactly what's wrong. You're not going to believe the diagnosis, right? Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it, this is a marketing quiz. 
So people, when they're taking a quiz like this on their phone, are not going to sit through a hundred questions. They're just not going to do it. So five to 12 is that sweet spot. We have that data empirically. So we know that to be true. My hypothesis for why that is true is you want to be in that sweet spot of having enough information so the diagnosis is accurate and believable, but not asking for too much that people leave and bail and drop off along the way. So that's that diagnosis step. And I'll pause there and give you a chance to um, jump in. No, that's helpful. And that's it's kind of where I've gotten hung up in trying to, because I've wanted for years to create the side hustle finder or help me narrow down my options from you know this you know massive list of business ideas that we've covered over the years. And maybe it was the one thing that I've attempted to do is to start with the end in mind. Like, okay, if I want to have, you know, five to 10 different recommendations or paths that somebody could go on in this choose your own adventure thing, then I want to structure my questions in the quiz in such a way that it leads to that path. And maybe there's some conditional logic where, you know, based on well, how much time do you have to dedicate to this? Or, you know, what's your income goal from this? And, you know, what kind of time do you want to quit your job? Like, how, how important is scale to this or something? And, you know, that will point people down uh, the right path. So are your students and maybe in your own businesses starting with those different endpoints in mind? Like, well, what, where do I, what do I want the answer to eventually be at the end of this thing? Absolutely. So you want to always begin with the end in mind. So even though we started sort of from left to right, if you were just imagining your quiz taker on this journey of being attracted to the quiz, answering the questions and getting to the end destination, you actually build your quiz in reverse. You start with the end in mind. In fact, you start one step beyond what you just mentioned, which is what is the next step that you want people to take? Yeah. What is the offer? What is the next thing that you want people to do? Because of course, you know, we don't want to have a concrete wall where people run face first into after they take the quiz. You want to have a next step that's so seamless. The visual I always share with our students is just imagine, for example, that at the at the beginning of your quiz, and this is I don't know where this came from, but it's just it, it works in my mind and people tend to like it. Imagine that uh, the beginning of your quiz is akin to a little kid at a playground at the very top of the playground about to slide down the slide. And that's your customer, right? And you want to think about your quiz as someone sliding down the slide. And at the very bottom of the slide, there is a pair of pants that you want to fit perfectly for that customer that when they slide down the slide, their legs go right into the pants and then they put them on. They say, oh my gosh, this is perfect for me, right? You just slide right into them. And you want that pair of pants to be the thing that you want people to do next. What is your pair of pants? Again, is it a product? Is it a service that you want people to buy? Is it a piece of content you want people to watch? What is that next immediate thing that you want people to do? And the beautiful thing about the quiz is it allows you to have one step that everybody starts at the very top of the playground, but then the slide will steer people to the perfect pair of pants for them that they fit right into perfectly. And that's beginning with the end in mind, knowing where you want to actually send people at the end of that journey. And it's about having the right offer. Now, the third piece on the prescribe step, as we kind of go through like a little micro tip in each of these uh, three steps, is what we call the Band-Aid Cure paradigm. You want to think about your quiz as a thing that gives the Band-Aid, that gives something of value to people in exchange for taking the quiz. And uh, I'm on a you know, small, I've got small kids. So just on the small kid kick here, you know, if you're, you know, a, a parent or you've ever babysat kids or you're a grandparent or you've got nieces, nephews, you know, if a kid 
is uh, playing outside. You're watching the kiddo running around in circles, riding their bike, circle, 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 fall off the bike, skin their knee. They run inside. The first thing they say is daddy or mommy, I need a Band-Aid, right? Now, the kid thinks the Band-Aid is going to make the boo-boo feel better, right? But you as the adult know that if you're going to really solve the problem, you're going to at some point have to put some ice on it, maybe take a, you know, a, a child's Tylenol, maybe put a little bit of ointment or something that's going to, you know, kind of alleviate some of the, the pain in the, in the knee. But to the child, they think they need the Band-Aid. And your market is the same way. Your market thinks they need the Band-Aid, but you as the expert know what? In order to solve the underlying problem, they need the cure. So the Band-Aid cure paradigm is after someone takes your quiz, they go through your quiz, you give them the Band-Aid, something of value for free, but it serves as the perfect segue, the door opener for you to say, all right, this is a a metaphor that I'm about to go through in a moment, but the equivalent of, all right, we've got the Band-Aid, the tears are worn away, we've alleviated the pain, but sweetheart, if we're really going to make the boo-boo feel better, we have to put some ice on it. Band-Aid for free, cure is your paid product or service or that next step that you want people to take in your funnel. So when you combine these elements together, you've got the right type of quiz combined with the right questions and the right way to introduce your offer. These are three of the steps to making an effective quiz funnel that converts clicks into customers, clicks into clients, following this paradigm that we started to explore here in this conversation. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search and hit the ground running with your new hire. But what if you could get rid of the search part and just get matched with qualified candidates? Well, now you can with our sponsor, Indeed. It's simple. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. The matching and hiring platform is trusted by over three and a half million businesses worldwide to connect with great talent faster. And 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. For my next hire, I'm using Indeed to tap into a talent pool of 350 million unique monthly visitors. And what else is cool is Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets. And how about this? Side Hustle Show listeners get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Just go to Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, entrepreneurs, we know that anyone with a side hustle loves finding new ways to save. So if your business takes you on the road, sign up for a free membership with Hertz Business Rewards. Work trips, client meetings, industry conferences with Hertz Business Rewards, you'll save at least 20% every time you rent a car. And you'll save on more than just the daily rate. Members earn credits redeemable towards free rental days. It's also free to add an additional driver if any additional coworkers come along. And for those Gen Z entrepreneurs out there, no young renter fees. Plus, sign up for Hertz Business Rewards today and earn three times credits during your first 90 days. So whether you're traveling for a side hustle or a main hustle, join for free at Hertz.com slash business rewards. Applies to base rate, taxes, fees, and options excluded. Additional terms and exclusions apply. Visit Hertz.com slash business rewards to learn more. Right. So these three steps, five to 12 questions. Don't ask for too much information up front. 
And then, you know, prior to delivering the goods, an optional step, hey, where can I send you results? Email capture, that syncs up with your email marketing provider of choice, active campaign in my case, and then onto the, you know, the thank you page, the results page, where you can explain that cure offer, we can deliver the Band-Aid and then you start to sell the cure and then the, or you can you know enter people into kind of this email sequence that delivers based on their results. Here's what we recommend as a next step. Absolutely. And, you know, what we're talking about here is sort of like the first level application, because once you have access to this data, you know, not just a person's name and email, but, you know, all these data points that are going to help you better sell and better serve. It allows you to integrate it with your backend marketing platform, customize the emails that people get, customize the content that people get. You can start building custom audiences with a direct integration between if you use the software that, that we recommend, the platform that we've built, we have a direct integration with Facebook. We have a direct integration with Google Analytics. So you can start building custom audiences of people on these platforms, on Facebook, on YouTube, on Google, across the entire network, on Instagram, that are like the people who took your quiz. You can build lookalike audiences. So when you do this and you do this well, there are sort of layers to implementation. On the one hand, put a quiz in place, even if you're not ready to use everything I just described a moment ago, because as the old saying goes, when was the best time to plant a tree? 25 years ago. Second best time to plant a tree is right here, right now, today. So get this in place, because even if you're not ready to use all this, a year from now, when you go back and listen to this episode, you're going to be in one of two situations. You're going to say, ah, oh, man, that was a good idea. I should have implemented it. Or man, I'm so glad I did because look at how my audience has grown in the last year. And now I can start doing some of the cool stuff. So even if you're not ready to put all of this in place, start small, start simple, but start. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about the tools and tech side of things. So you mentioned that you guys have built your own software to help do this. I've come across a handful of these, I actually built one using some chatbot software a while ago or had, you know, had a freelancer build it with some chatbot software where it was, you know, based on these responses, you know, make this recommendation. I thought it was kind of cool and, you know, build up a Facebook list for what that's worth. But um, let's talk about the tools and tech to uh, that somebody would need to make this happen. Yeah, you know, so uh, of course, you know, I'm going to be biased. Um, when I started teaching this and probably 15 years ago as a methodology, the biggest challenge or one of the biggest challenges that people had was there was no technology in the market that really did all of the things and did them well. And so we decided to build uh, a software technology company for this very purpose. Um, again, every single one of the examples that I've shared in this conversation, I'll use this software technology. Technology is called bucket.io. It's something that uh, you can get access to in combination with the training that we provide to implement this strategy, as well as a done for you component where we actually will build out all the tech for the um, end user. But that aside, whether you decide to use that technology or something else, there are a few sort of things that you want to be looking for inside your technology provider. So number one, you want to have what's called a canvas technology that allows you to build out all the branching logic, skipping logic inside a visual interface where you can put all the pieces together. And you want to make sure that they, there are two types of algorithmic connection points. One is what we call outcome mapping. Outcome mapping is where you are able to correlate the answers in your quiz to one of several outcomes based on the answer someone provides. 
And then the second is what we call a scoring algorithm, where you're actually able to put a quantitative score attached to each response in each question. And you have a scoring algorithm that works in the background to put people into different buckets. So that's the first thing that you want to have. That's number one. Number two, you also want to make sure that your quiz funnel technology has not only the ability to actually create the questions, but also the pre-quiz and post-quiz pages as well. So for example, you don't want to have three different pieces of technology that you're connecting together to just create this quiz. This saves on your technology bill every single month. So you don't have to have multiple tools and it just makes things connect seamlessly. So that's number two. Number three is you want to make sure that you have uh, access to high converting templates designed for what it is that you want to create. Again, there have been over 12,000 quiz funnels built on our technology. We have access to tens of millions of data points every single month. And so we're able to do a tremendous amount of testing for what performs better than anything else. And so you're starting with a a list of pre-converting templates designed for this, not generic templates, but specific templates. So that's thing number three. Thing number four is you want to have access to an analytics package that allows you to analyze how people are taking your quiz each step along the way. So in other words, what percentage of people answered question three, dropped off, and never made it to the end? You want to know things like from what traffic source someone's coming from that represents your best quiz traffic. So you want detailed analytics that allows you to analyze this data and do something with this data, which takes us to the the final reason that I'll bring up or the final thing that you want to be looking for is direct integration with whatever other marketing technology you're using. For example, you mentioned ActiveCampaign. Bucket has a direct integration with ActiveCampaign. So you can automatically push all of those quiz responses into your ActiveCampaign account. In a person's contact record, it's not just their name and email, but all of these data points. You can tag people based on these answers. You can send custom broadcasts, custom autoresponder sequences. Yeah. You can do custom text message campaigns, all based on a person's quiz answers. You can create exclusion lists. You can create inclusion lists. So you want your quiz funnel technology to be able to integrate to everything else that you use, whether that's Shopify, Active Campaign, HubSpot, whatever tool you might use. And so that's kind of a simple checklist of making sure that the technology you're using is real technology. So just when you're looking for technology, it is the backbone of the strategy working. And so make sure that your technology checks off those boxes, has stood the test of time, and is backed by a legit company, not someone who just coded something on a weekend in their parents' basement, but a real company that actually does this all day, every day, and has been around for years, if not decades. And then are you just embedding this into the Shopify site, into the WordPress site, and it kind of, uh, I guess, is interactive from that point? Everything is self-hosted and you want self-hosted. You don't want something that's embeddable. And the reason for that is, is you know, if you've done anything with uh, WordPress is like, for example, with WordPress, you've got plugins that don't play nice with one another and one plugin can crash your entire website. So the best practice is when someone gets to your website, you've got a button, a link, a banner, a sidebar that people click on that takes people directly to the quiz itself or you can send traffic directly to it. So if you've got a podcast, for example, and you want to say, hey, we at Side Hustle been helping people figure out their side hustle. And there are seven main paths when it comes to figuring out your side hustle. Which one's right for you? Take the quiz at sidehustleshow.com forward slash quiz. And you can do so right here, right now for free. That can go straight to the quiz. You don't have to send people to anywhere else. Self-hosted, mobile optimized, 
ready to go. You can do it in any country around the world. You can, uh, you can multi-language it. So having that is a great option as opposed to trying to make it connect with anything else that you might be using, you know, on the website itself. So a link, a button or sending people direct, those are generally best practices. Okay. Where do people strike out with this? What mistakes do you see people making? So a couple of mistakes that come to mind, uh, the wrong hook, the wrong big idea, the wrong thing, attracting the wrong people, the wrong questions, not having the right question strategy in your quiz, the wrong offer, taking people to the next step. One of the things that requires the most nuance is how do you get people from giving them their quiz results to then segueing into that next step that you want people to take? Well, there's a framework for that. And that's a place where a lot of people fall flat, the wrong traffic strategy. So driving traffic from the wrong places in the wrong way to the quiz, the wrong technology. We spent a little bit talking about technology. A lot of people fall flat on this place. Um, And last but not least, the single biggest mistake, Nick, that people make, this is by far the number one biggest mistake that I see over and over and over again, is that they overcomplicate the quiz. They create this airplane that's so heavy, it never takes off. They get all these big, ambitious ideas of, I'm going to add this, I'm going to put this on it. And just imagine for a moment, instead of a quiz, you're building this airplane and you're adding this to it and other parts. And then you're adding this piece and that piece. And, oh, we'll do this. It becomes so heavy. It's this albatross that actually never takes off. I'm totally totally raising my hand for being guilty of that. Your first quiz is unlikely to be your last quiz. So make that first quiz a simple quiz. Get some simple, quick wins on the board, and you can always create a more complex, more sophisticated quiz on quiz number two or three or four or five down the road. But that would be sort of the number one mistake that people make is they overcomplicate the quiz and the process and never actually take off. Is there a metric you're paying attention to in terms of completion rate or in terms of conversion rate to somebody giving you their email that you say, okay, it's time to go back and reevaluate the the hook here or how this thing is structured? Yeah. So we have benchmarks at every step of the funnel, right? And so it isn't just one benchmark, like you want, you know, 50% of people to take your quiz. It's every step along the way. So like, for example, when you have a quiz, you start with a grease the wheels question. That grease the wheels question should have a 90 to 95% completion rate or higher. If you have a completion rate that's any less than that, it tells you that that first question in your quiz is suboptimal, it's suboptimized, and that needs to be modified. On the lead capture step, where you're asking for a person's contact information, you should see at least 50% of people who take your quiz to fill in their contact information on that step. Now, oftentimes, we'll see 80 85% on that one step alone. But if you're sub 50%, it means that you've got a big problem and you know exactly what you need to optimize. Yeah, like people don't care enough (laughs) about the result to punch in their email. Yeah, you know, and so we'll see at scale on well-designed quizzes upwards of 60 to 70% opt-in rate. That's at scale on cold traffic in a wide variety of niches for a quiz done well and done right. Conversely, I've seen quizzes that have 7% opt-in rate because they're done poorly, they make a lot of mistakes, they're not well optimized. So there's a huge spread in the same way that you look at anything. Look at you know podcasts, for example, you've got some shows that get 10,000 or 100,000 downloads a month, and then you've got other shows that get barely 10 downloads a month and everywhere in between. So it all comes down to not just the strategy or the tactic, but the execution of that tactic. Yes, it's so true. 
Well, Ryan, this has been awesome. You've got the books, you've got the software, you've got the training, you've got the whole other, you know, dozens of niches that you're working in. What's next for you? What are you excited about these days? Yeah. So, you know, the thing that I'm most excited about, and for anybody listening to this or watching this right now, who's interested in kind of diving in deeper, your timing could not be more perfect because once a year we do a week long quiz funnel workshop where we walk through the process of actually creating a quiz funnel from start to finish. Now, if you're like me and you're more of like a visual person, we're going to go through dozens of real life examples. You can see what these examples look like in action. We're going to go through the process of figuring out what type of quiz is right for you, coming up with the big idea behind your quiz, figuring out what questions to ask in your quiz, basically how to put everything all together from start to finish. Now, normally this workshop comes with a ticket price of one hundred dollars. But uh, Nick and I had a conversation. Nick was super generous and decided to do something awesome for everyone who is a listener. If you go to the link quizfunnel.com forward slash side hustle and you enter the coupon code side hustle, your $100 ticket price will be free. Meaning you can attend the week-long quiz funnel workshop 100% free, but you do have to use that link and you have to use that side hustle. And the only catch is we truly only do this once a year. It's an only a once a year thing and we do it live. So if you miss it, that's it. And I know for some of you, the timing might not be perfect, but I'm telling you, if you are interested in diving deeper, learning how to do this, seeing it in action, I could not recommend this enough. One last time, the link is quizfunnel.com forward slash side hustle. And the coupon code that you want to type in when you get to that page to make your ticket free is side hustle, one word. I love it. Thanks for sharing that again at quizfunnel.com slash side hustle and use coupon code side hustle. Ryan, that's awesome. Uh, thanks for putting that together. Just for people listening in the future, is can you, you mind sharing the uh, official launch date for that? It's early June. As accurate as my brain is going to be able to be in the mo- in the moment, I do not want to misquote the actual day. Okay. I think for folks listening to this live, it's sort of right around the corner. And then if you're listening to this after this has gone live, what I'd recommend is add your name to the wait list so you can be notified the next time that it's made available. And, um, you know, we can uh, go from there. Well, very good. I appreciate you sharing that. Again, quizfunnel.com slash side hustle and coupon code side hustle to make that $100 registration free. Ryan, thanks again for joining me. Let's wrap this thing up with your number one tip for side hustle nation. Yeah. So this has kind of been my one move in life. And I'll share it with you. It's the, it's the probably the most important piece of wisdom that I can pass along. When I spent some time studying like the greatest performers, greatest athletes, greatest people in virtually any field, what I found is that they, they tend to have one move that they repeat over and over again. So, you know, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, basketball player, one of the greatest all time, had one indefensible shot, the sky hook. Mariana Rivera had the cut fastball. It was an unhittable fastball. He was the first unanimous uh, Lee voted uh, baseball player voted to the baseball hall of fame. Uh, Richard Branson has one move in his business. He hires the number two person at the number one company in a field or industry that he wants to advance into. And he makes that number two, his number one. So every most successful person tends to have this one move. And so my one move that I've followed over and over again is one that anybody can steal, anybody can copy. And it's actually very, very simple. If there's an area of my life that I want to improve upon, if I want to improve it, whether it's being a better dad, being a better husband, being a better uh, marketer, CEO, being a better leader, whatever it might be, I find a coach, 
or mentor in that space. And I strive to become that coach or mentor's number one student. That's it. That's been my one move. Find a mentor in the area of your life that you want to improve upon and strive to become that person's number one student. And I can tell you that has served me in my entire career. It's been sort of transformational in my life. And I found when I've passed that along to our students, they are the students, the ones who adopt that mindset, who are the most successful and who get the best results and have the best time doing it as well. So become your mentor's number one student. I love it. Thanks for sharing that. I've definitely got some homework in front of me from this episode, trying to do a better job converting rather some of the existing blog traffic that I get into email subscribers and helping them out by pointing them in the right direction for their side hustle journey. But I love this idea of really mass customization, right? The ability to do this at scale with the tools and tech that we have to deliver this personalized experience at essentially no incremental cost aside from advertising, if you're doing it that way. That is really cool, makes for better user experience too. And then I like your call, like, look, your first funnel isn't going to be your last funnel. Start basic, get fancy later, test it out, collect some data, improve the flow over time. Notes and links to all the resources mentioned in this episode are at sidehustlenation.com slash ask. Big thanks to Ryan for sharing his insight. Thanks to FreshBooks and the Traffic Course for sponsoring this week. Head on over to freshbooks.com slash side hustle to start your 30-day completely free trial of the number one invoicing and accounting solution for side hustlers and service providers everywhere and the trafficcourse.com. This is my quick study guide for getting more targeted visitors to your website so you can work smarter and earn more. Once again, the trafficcourse.com and use promo code podcast for a special listener only discount. That is it for me. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you think the show is helpful, entertaining, insightful, the greatest compliment is to go share it with a friend. Until next time, let's go out there and make something happen. And I'll catch you in the next edition of the Side Hustle Show. Hustle on.